we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Quiri cast with the Larry Quiri eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. Thank you very much for joining me on this 1st of March. And of course, I'm in a happy mood because March is my birthday month. Yes, I turn something on the 3rd of March. Yes, it's the day after tomorrow. Or is it something? Yeah. <laughs> so Sunday, which is just terrible because now you've got to do all your crazy things on Saturday. Yeah, I might still do them some stuff on Sunday, but I remember back in the day when I was younger, you know, I used to do the judgment yard on Sunday. I remember somebody buying me a, I think it was Robert Juwawa who bought me a whole bottle of whiskey along with his wife. And I just kept drinking. Oh, goodness me, what a time that was. Nowadays, you just have two tequila shots. You want to take a nap. Anyway, um, if I'm sounding sprightly, don't worry. I haven't gotten married or anything like that or, you know, adopted a destitute dog and decided to get, teach them a language and they suddenly can speak and this is his new invention so i'm not going to go sheldoning you guys about that but just to remind you or just to tell you of some of the things we'll be talking about today uh well uh, of course so we're going to talk about uh let me just look at my notes here we're going to be talking about uh why pastors have become so desperate, especially with some of the lengths they're going to to retain new members in the part of their marketing strategy. And second, then the final segment, we're going to be talking about why ghosting hurts so much, the strange psychology behind it, why people think it's justifiable, and uh, six ways to deal with the pain of being ghosted. And uh, so, uh, what are we talking about? The new, the, I didn't talk about it before. The new currency, is, if you don't know, Zimbabwe's got a new currency. Although the government will tell you that there's no new currency, they sort of came out and gazetted an electronic currency. So, in a way, there is a currency, and they say this deals within the basket of currencies next to the US dollar. But they tell you that when working with it in Zimbabwe, it's equivalent to the US dollar. But if you go to the bank, right, and you ask for US dollars, you got to pay 2.5 times the amount in order to get. Yeah, I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <sighs> I think in Zimbabwe, we're just trying to get like, I think we're like a Petri dish for experimentation. Like, let's see if this can happen. Let's see if it'll make more sense. Of course, uh, industrialists are saying, yay, because it was becoming ridiculously expensive to manufacture from within Zimbabwe because just US dollars just make everything expensive. I mean, you're talking about pretty much the third strongest currency in the world. And we aren't exactly the shining beacon of economies. And, and to think we can back a US dollar with our economy, which is kind of ridiculous. And I don't know, I don't want to start a debate on these things because they kind of bore me. It's the, it's the same old thing, oh, I want this. Not that you're, you, by the way, if you're listening there and you think this matters to you, I'm not saying you should, shouldn't matter to you. And it's one of these 
positions that are now taken in life that if you come to me and you say one plus one is equals to five, I'm not going to say no, right? I'm going to say, cool. Is that what you believe? Shout out to you. You're correct. I don't think you're right, but you're correct. Because nowadays it's kind of pointless. I, I'm often shutting down arguments because like, you know, I, I, this is just tiring. And, you know, I, I was looking at what Lady Gaga said, that social media has become the toilet of the world. And, and it's just like that. She's just kind of sitting there like, ah, oh, man, why do I have to explain something so basic to you, though? Haven't you ever felt that? I mean, it's different if you're explaining to a three-year-old and they just think everything is new. They look at their toes and like, oh, I could get excited. I'm so going so much toes. And I've learned to count how many toes I have all of a sudden. So, you know, they're still excitable. But now, social media being a soul cesspool, you kind of sit there sometimes and think to yourself, why am I even here? Uh, what else happened? The Oscars happened. And, uh, you know, so many feelings around that. I, I don't think I'm very intimate with Oscars. I'm not very intimate with movies. Sort of the fact that I write some stuff in plays and stuff, I have to be interested in that. But I, I mean, I, I, when I watch, I become so technical. I, I look at the technical side of storytelling. How do they do that? I listen to the score. Is the score right with, the, with that sort of thing? So I'd be a very terrible person to take on a date because I might not remember the story, but I remember, oh, oh, is that what they did with the costume design? That's fascinating. Yeah, so that happened. And what else happened? There's a guy in Seattle whose name is Sam Zimbabwe. Now, he's white. He's the new Seattle Director of Transportation in that department, uh, Director of the Department of Transportation. Now, how did he get his name? Well, apparently when he, he had a double-barreled surname and his wife had a double-barreled surname. So he's like, his name is Zimmerman something or the other. So they just decided to just put their surnames together and come up with Zimbabwe. He changed his name 10 years ago. So it's going to be weird if, you know, if he becomes like Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State of uh, the United States, Sam Zimbabwe. Mr. Zimbabwe of South of America. <laughs> I don't know. And it's going to be, if he has kids that play football, imagine them going to the World Cup. I say that Zimbabwe are being tackled by Zimbabwean players. It's gonna, kind of, yeah, it is, it is. I'm just having fun of myself here. That kind, not that kind of fun. Behave. So, um, what else happened? Uh, what am I looking at here? Gonyati. Oh yeah, that's pretty deep. Gonyati and Amagi got arrested, and it kind of looks, kind of feels like the police are became becoming very interested in what's happening on social media. So you only got to be super careful. Now, this is over a skit they did a couple of years ago, in which they're wearing police uniform uniforms. Now, according to section section sixty six of the Police Act, you're not allowed to wear police uniforms and stuff like that. And there's a debate going around, especially with the soldiers thing, and say, oh, come job, raise us I'm like, oh, gosh, don't be so tiring. We remember the job praise that actually got into a bit of trouble over this, and that was resolved by the army giving him permission. So when everybody asks questions, and I'm talking about people who are old enough to be to be around in that time, how come he's got permission? I don't know. I don't think that there should be restrictions on you know, people wearing uh, army gear around. But, you know, some people might argue that, okay, you know what, I, I might think that the person is part of the army. I mean, I remember people used to say because Jar Praise is wearing army uniform on stage before even the drama, he is in the army and people postulate and start creating all sorts of positions around that. So I don't know. 
I think there is argument for litigation to go and say, in terms of freedom of expression, if people can get permission uh, to use army gear in terms of performances, I, I think there's room for that. I know in the United States of America, in the 1970s, it had to go to the Supreme Court so that uh, people could use uh, uniforms, army uniforms, in, an, in a scene that was negative. So even in those countries where there are freedoms, the, things have to be put explicitly because the, the act says that uh, with people with, you know, it does say without authorization, people are not supposed to do that. So that means there is room for authorization, but I don't know what the authorization system is like and whether it's inclusive, whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I, I do think people who I've got a lot of my plate in as far as a lot of these things are concerned. So I think people who are most affected should take this up with their MPs and get them, you know, working on some of these things instead of talking about how many cars they should get and what kind of car they should get this year. Anyway, uh, final thing, uh, yeah, yeah, happy birthday to uh, Peter Andlovo. He turned 46. Of course, Peter Andlovo, over 100 caps in Zimbabwe, top goal scorer of all time. Shout out to him. He's out in South Africa, but shout out to him. It's Larry. You're listening to the <laughs> So, a couple of fun things happening. A Game of Thrones is coming back. And if you want to join the Game of Thrones group, we've got a WhatsApp group. Uh, just uh, get in touch with me on Twitter at Quirirai. That's my Twitter Twitter handle, K-W-I-R-I-R-A-Y-I. So get in touch with me on, or go to, the, or get in touch with at Three Men on a Boat on Twitter. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Three Men on a Boat. There are links that we're putting up uh, so you can join in the conversation. We're going to have a get together sometime later in the month. Uh, for those who want to uh, get involved in the Game of Thrones club within Zimbabwe. So, yeah, get in touch with us. And, of course, we, in case you don't know, we've got a book club that's, that's out there, 3mob.com forward slash book club. So that's 3-mob.com forward slash book club. Get involved. We do hangouts. We read books. We get involved in, in the community. And as far as books are concerned, we just really love reading and I think uh, this past month we did, uh, we need new names. No, we did uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I can't remember what we're doing in the, in the month of March. Hey, how are you? So profound here. And I am super excited because my second body of work, uh, being an EP called Petals, is out and i couldn't be more excited uh the ep consists of four pieces uh created by yours truly but of course scored by super producer multi-instrumentalist daniel chiweda or just chiweda as you know him and ep is out now um came out on the first of march and it's it's available everywhere just check it out here on three mob uh, show it love and yeah man check it out give me feedback let me know what you think and let's make make this uh something really 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 big so if you don't know there was a pastor oh prophet lukau i i i really cringe when i call these people prophet <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Let me just sip my tea. Prophet. Yeah, Prophet Lukau. 
decided it was a good idea, right, to stage a resurrection of a person to show that he had these powers from God, that he could resurrect people from the dead. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that people in there was like, yeah, because the Bible said in the future there's going to be, it's going to give them more power and then prophets are going to be so awesome. You know, what are we going to do? I don't know. And so he had this thing that he did. And this guy who happened to be Zimbabwean has now become, you know, a pretty much a moving meme, right? He suddenly gets up from the coffin after prayers, of course. And now, let's, let's be dramatic about this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shortcut. <laughs> this is a church, right? So everybody's like, oh, you know, I, I don't even know if this is a funeral. So I don't know why the body was there. <laughs> so the oh gosh. So the, 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 you know, the funeral people come in with their body. It's like, yeah. They had to get apologized. You understand why? Funeral people come there. They've got the the body. They arrive there, and you know the body is pulled out. I'm sure if you don't know, if you're not if you're not in a, on the heist, you're wondering why is this body coming out all of a sudden? You're like, oh, maybe body viewing. And then so they open the body. So you know, you're like, oh, okay, let's go have a look at this. Uh, and you walk there, and you're probably thinking, oh, this must be so sad. I've just arrived at this church, and somebody's dead. And uh, spare a thought for someone who didn't know from, from Funeral Palos, who was just used to this, probably gone out for a smoke. And when it comes back and there's this euphoria because this guy is sudden, you know, is standing over the, the, the body. And you should see, he's, he's preaching that he's got the spirit in him and that sort of thing. And everybody's getting caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing gang signs, probably quoting Tupac, whatever the case may be. I don't know. And suddenly, uh, this guy starts touching the body, which is kind of weird for me. Like, you know, I don't go around touching dead bodies. Yet. You know, I don't know if you're the undertaker there, who's there, or the poor bearer, whatever the case may be. You're sitting thinking, okay, this is different. Uh, this is assuming you're not in on the heist. And I'm thinking, well, I'm, if I'm that guy, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe maybe it's an African thing. Maybe I just don't understand that aspect of Africa, okay? It's a completely different African thing. Because where I come from, we don't do this. It's a different culture. I might be that guy who just happened to be working there that day because, um, you know, my uncle had a date and he just, he just figured standing for me. Never seen a dead body. This is your chance to see a dead body. Who knows? Anyway, so... Uh, at some point, this guy suddenly goes, wake up. And this dude wakes up, almost gasping for air. <laughs> and people around the casket are all going, ooh, wow. I'm like, come on now. You know if this was black people, okay, and including relatives. There should be people fainting. There should be people running away. There should be a stampede. There's a dead body coming back to life. for <laughs> You can't be sitting there making us think that you have this, you, you're going to be chilled if, if they tell you this person's dead and they suddenly wake up. That means you're in on the heist. You're in on the heist. And that's the thing for me, that everybody's talking about how terrible this, this pastor is and taking advantage of people. But what about the people around who were in on the heist? I mean, he's the only one who's getting into trouble. I'm like, arrest everybody was there. 
because clearly none of you think there's anything strange about people coming back to life. Of course, it turns out it's fake, but come on now. Come on. I don't know if I should arrest the person. I'm, I, you know, I, what do you arrest them for, fraud? What is it? I mean, because in, it would start of arresting anyone who's ever misrepresented. It would probably start arresting actors because someone believed that in their acting. Would probably, you know, stage actors. Arrest comedians because somebody got offended. You know, whatever it is, it's, it's, it, I don't know where it will go to. But it kind of shows the desperation, desperate levels that, uh, you know, these people need to go to right now. Before, you know, they could just go to a village somewhere and carry a phone and say, you know, I can capture all your souls on the phone. And that convinced people. And now with social media, people filming and that sort of thing, they can no longer pretend to do these uh, these miracles and not have them online, you know, because, or even if they decided not to have them online, somebody's going to go and say something. And the pressure in order to be able to get gullible people to follow religion comes also from now, there is just so much distraction. People are not just not going to church as much as they used to. So the lore, the marketing capacity of a church to get people to come has to now go get to desperate levels. And that's the reality. And every church is going to claim to be able to do something that some other church doesn't know how to do. And and it's not something new, because if you look at it, every religion fundamentally portends or pretends that it can do better than every other religion in the world. Our guy resurrected people from the dead and walked on water. I was staying in the desert for so long. There's always some mythological creature that, you know, creates and the embodiment of that religion. And that's why people behave so fast, steadfastly in it. It's never some regular guy who was a regular Joe, whatever the case may be. This guy has to have pulled a sword out of stone, you know, must have been able to fly or you know, whatever the case may be. It's got to be something that, it, it, and that's the thing. It's, it's just a marketing gimmick. Every religion uses marketing gimmicks in order to gather customers. And that's just the thing. That's what they really are. You're just a customer for a for a uh, for a psychologically appealing belief system. Not that there's anything wrong with it. If if it makes you feel better about your life and makes you a better person, I'm all for it. And that sort of thing. And and I, I, I it, it is getting a lot harder because now people you know, for for consumerism. Consumerism is the new god, so to speak. Everybody wants to just accumulate more, which is sort of, in a way, falls rightly into the laps of these, you know, prosperity pastors who bring preach the prosperity gospel because it's all about I want more, I want more, I want more, more cars, more women. I mean, I, I know people who. Who, who, you know, whatever they do, they just claim to, to thank God. And, and you know, every time they make a little bit of money, it's time to go and give the church 10%. Because if you give 10%, it's going to make you, you know, get 100, 100-fold, whatever the case may be, whatever. I don't know. It's it, it's a weird thing because it, it, it does, you just delve into the psychological aspect, the psyche of the human. Like, 
Like where are we? Ev- what are we evolving into? Because even when I look at it, we, we even because of the desperation, everybody's just not everybody. I hate using the word everybody, but a lot of people just become nastier to each other, and and I get I get fallen into that trap. But because I, 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 although I'm not a Charles Dickens type of person, I'm more like an Oscar Wilde type of person. My witticism is getting reduced by the fact that I've got 280 characters. In order, in order to make sense. And you're kind of sitting there like, but this should make sense. And sometimes you forget that you're in your 30s and you're speaking to someone in his early 20s and they just don't know. And that's why a lot of the time, like I said earlier, I just kind of like, okay, you're 21, you think you know it all. I I thought I was like that person once upon a time. So I'm not really going to come down to have the argument. But it is what it is. Uh, by the way, if you believe in, in any of those religions, just go ahead. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not making a mockery of your beliefs. I just don't come with you for the ride. You can listen to the Queenicast for free on iTunes or Iono FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Queenicast with Larry Queenidai. It's not fearless, just real to it. <laughs> So, hi, welcome to the final section of the Credit Cast, and we are going to talk about ghosting. But just to tell you, we've got introducing a new feature, not in this episode, but something called Credit Cast Extra, in which after a few days, in particular Monday, uh, I will deal with your feedback. So send me feedback either via Twitter or via voice notes over what any anything that I've said in this podcast, and uh, we will create, we'll have another podcast on Monday, just dealing with specifically your re- responses. If you have any questions or follow up questions on some of the things that I talked about in this podcast, and uh, any recommendations and so forth, then I will deal with them in a podcast on, that will be released every Monday after the one on Thursday. So. Uh, ghosting, this is when something, when there's just an interruption to communication with a relation, during a relationship. So maybe you're just talking to somebody and they suddenly, you know, just cut you off. They just don't talk to you anymore and things of that nature. And often people say, okay, why do people think it's so easy? Because, you know, the person who's been ghosted feels like they've just been cut off. It's, 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 they feel like they're crazy. They feel maybe they've done something wrong. There's all sorts of pain. I'm going to talk about the pain and why it hurts so much a little bit later. But I'm going to tell you why uh, the strange psychology around uh, about around uh, ghosting is is so pervasive. Uh, because ultimately, the simple thing that's happened now as human beings is human beings have stopped t- treating each other like humans. People have stopped t- treating people like humans anymore. So what happens now is that ghosting is tantalizingly easy because you're treating somebody like someone you meet on Tinder, for example. You just swipe left or you just unmatch. Or if it's Twitter, you just block. Or it's Facebook, you just block and, you know, just don't have to talk to them. Or, you know, some people just don't look at their phones anymore or they just scroll past your message. So even psychologically, even if they don't block your message, they just kind of don't see your or don't feel like they should respond. It doesn't, it, it doesn't bother them that there's, you know, 10 unread messages from somebody who's trying to get in touch with them. It just doesn't bother them anymore because essentially they, they, they don't want to deal with that aspect, the old school aspect of breaking up where you say, it's not you, it's me kind of break up and because it's just too complicated because, you know, 
uh, when even when they go on dates, when they look at a person, they're just looking at a profile. Okay, it's not a person anymore; it's just a profile. So the the normal empathy you have that used to happen, where you actually have to care about how somebody feels and how this whatever thing affects them, they just don't have that anymore. You know, uh, so essentially what happens is that uh, to a large extent, what starts happening is that. Even but the, the fact, you know, human beings at the best of times are not great at apologizing, okay? And this is without social media. Now imagine now, they just kind of feel like they, they don't have to essentially explain that they don't want to talk to you anymore and create closure. Now, the, the, the big thing for them is they don't realize that they're also creating a different barriers and new problems for themselves. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later. And of course, it could stem from the fact that at some point, they got treated in an unbelievably unfair way, and they decided and they ended up passing it on. So the dissonance comes often causes anguish to the other person. That's the anguish I'm going to talk about, because our human beings are wired. So it, it, you know, cognitive dissonance is one of those things that allows, you know, people who ghost, who justify their behavior as ghosting, uh, you know, because they've, they've also been ghosted and that sort of thing. Because if you've been swiped left, you kind of think it's okay to swipe other people left and not have to talk to, to deal with it because, well, you know, it got done to me. So <laughs> what's wrong? So the question is, how does it feel to be ghosted? And I went online and I checked out uh, a couple of people who to feel like there's a very deep sense of betrayal. I'm going to read a, a couple of expressions that you might relate to some of these. It says, I felt like an idiot, like I had been played a fool. And more so, I felt disrespected. Take the romantics away to have a great connection with a new friend and then all of a sudden never hear from them again. That's painful and really disappointing. No one deserves to be blown off. As someone says, I still felt a bit like someone had punched me in the gut when it happened. The disregard is insulting. The lack of closure is maddening. The, to move, you move on, but not before your self-esteem takes a hit. The only thing worse than being broken up with is realizing that someone didn't even consider you were worth breaking up with. And finally, some second last one cases, going from texting every day and seeing each other a couple of times a week to nothing without the slightest of... Um, Hint is uh, is why it feels like it's a kick in the gut. And ghost, ghosting is one of the most cruelest forms of torture dating can ever serve up. And the reason why it feels so bad is bad. Sorry, it feels so bad is that you get no cue about how to react. You know, there's an ultimate level scenario of ambiguity. Should you be worried? Is there something happening? Is that person? Uh, dying. What if they hurt and lying in hospital, some bed somewhere? You're worrying about. This. Should you be upset? What if uh, maybe they're upset with you, and you're supposed to reach out and and deal with whatever this situation is? You know, so staying con connected as human beings by our nature is important to our survival. So uh, you know, our, our brains have this thing that they call a social mon monitoring system that monitors the environment. You know, for cues so as to know how to respond to social situations. So suddenly, so these so because of the social cues, uh, social cues that I'm talking about, they allow us to, you know, regulate our own behavior accordingly. So ghosting deprives us of this, that regulation. You suddenly have, have to, 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 to recalibrate yourself without any reference. 
What if you decide that, okay, screw that. And then the person comes back and say, you know what? I was in hospital or my, my mother had died and I had no phone and that sort of thing. And it's been a week and you kind of feel like a dick afterwards. So, you know, all that self-questioning though, but that, uh, that, that also comes in into aspect is that you ask yourself like, why didn't I see this coming? You know, maybe I'm just a poor judge of character. You start questioning yourself. And what did I do to cause this sort of thing? And how do I protect myself from this happening again? And that's where the danger lies. Because ghosting creates ghosters. Yeah? Because they feel like last time somebody left me, they didn't have to explain. And I made it. So if I don't explain it to somebody, it's up to them to make it. It's up to them to figure it out and that's that leads me to the sixth to this final part we're talking about the six different ways to deal with the pain of being ghosted and these ways are real and of course people react differently to, to painful situations but i'm hoping that you can find something in one of these first and foremost acknowledge that it hurts and it's okay it's, it hurts, whatever it is. Maybe if it was something that was early and you thought this had potential, you know. You know that feeling that you feel misled, you feel exposed, you know. You wonder. But acknowledge the hurt. You've got you've to give the hurt space, okay. Offer yourself some understanding and empathy, as well as sympathy rather. Understanding and sympathy because it's easy to feel hard on yourself. But the feeling, we've got to deal with the first part. What you're feeling is a normal, healthy human emotion. Being hurt is normal. So you now have to become very sympathetic to yourself. It means because you're feeling, you're allowing the feelings to take place and you start creating an understanding and sympathy around it, it means you're engaged, you're normal. You, you know, you can have real relationships. You ape. You are properly configured. Thirdly, talk about it. Now, research shows that putting your thoughts and feelings into words to another person can change the brain patterns that you have. And, you know, it gets you out of difficult situations. So even if it's not necessary to a therapist, talk to somebody who can lend you sympathy as well. Third, fourthly, take care of your mind and your body. Okay. Once you jog, you, you 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 know you take on healthy habits. You read more and that sort of thing. Remember the book club we're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> unashamedly plugging plugging there through mobs.com forward slash book club. So just do that. Feed your mind and your body with things that actually help you. Fifth, even if it isn't something you would do, it can help to move on. If you make some room for the possibility that the person who ghosted you thought he or she was doing the right thing. So, in short, think the best of the person who ghosted you. It allows you to release. So you're not holding on to that bad emotion. Yeah. So it allows you to release. Even if you think, even if you find out later that they were being a terrible person, you've just got to let go. Okay, what you got to do is say to yourself, yes, they probably feel that they were doing the right thing. Even if it was the wrong thing, they had the best intentions. That allows you to come from a 
from 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 a, come from a from a pure pure space, and will allow you to do the final part, which is letting it go. Okay, whatever happened, you will feel feel better when you decide to move on. The more you stew in the terrible negative emotions, the longer it's harder to get out of it because you start see, stop seeing any way out, and you start defining yourself by the negative emotions. And by the way, remember what we said. The emotions, the hurt, allow that to happen. But only allow it to happen for so long before it changes you. Because when it changes you, it doesn't change you into a person who's very kind or is who, who you want to be. In fact, it, you might come out of it as being a person that you don't want to be, a person that you wouldn't want to be around. So yes, it helps. And you take the ghosting to become a different, distant memory. And always practice your kindness. So that's that. So get in touch with me, like I said, on the Quiddicast. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's uh, info. No, <laughs> yes, it's info at larryquiddicast.co.zw. I have to keep checking that. I think it'll be easier way. Or maybe I should, yeah, info at Larry. Let's actually go with the one that's called Larry. It's Larry at LarryQuidirai.co.zw. That's my uh, email address. Or you can get me on Larry at 3-mob.com. So one of those will work. On Twitter at Quidirai, that's K-W-I. R-I-R-A-Y-I. -I. You can get me on any platform, get in touch with me. And for those who got my numbers, get in touch with me also on those. Um, I'll be having a different number that I'll be able to give out to the public. That's not my private number. And where people can see, you can send me the audios because that's going to be a big thing that we're going to be doing. So get in touch with me with feedback. Any things that, you, maybe you want to tell me about your personal story around ghosting, around experiences with the, with the currency, around, you know, prosperity gospels and so forth. What you thought about the resurrection. Or any story that you think you'd like me to talk about, just get in touch with me. Uh, send me a voice note. You can send me voice notes also on, on Facebook. We can download those and get them part of the show. It'd be great if we get audio to be uh, as being a feature part of the show. And um, yeah, and in a couple of episodes from time to time, we're going to have guests. So it's going to be fun. And also you can catch me on ZFM on Mondays between uh, 7.30 and 8.30 on the platform. And on Tuesdays between uh, 8.30 and 9 p.m. on Health Matters. So that's on ZFM Stereo. You can listen, you can stream that, zfmstereo.co.zw. And of course, um, uh, this podcast is part of Three Men on a Boat Publishing Family. And uh, if you want to find out more about what's happening in Three Men on a Boat, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Three Men on a Boat, on uh, uh, Twitter at Three Men on a Boat, and also the website www.3-mob.com. And uh, with that, I say thank you very much and take care of yourself. And the final words I'm going to leave you with is uh, are the words of Margaret Ekpo. And she said, and I read, if you're committed to your career and serious about what you are doing, just face it and do not listen to the idle talk that is meant to discourage you. It's been Larry. It's been The Quiddicast. Take care of yourself. You can listen to the Quiddicast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Quiddicast with Larry Quiddirai. It's not fearless, just real.